0: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is, is AV AV Nation. Nation. this is AV Nation.
1: This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 187, recorded Friday, March 20th, 2015. Oh, the Rocky Horror. Ready. AV. AV Week. Scan online. This is AV Week. AV AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. With us this week is Mr. Bradford Ben from Harman International. How are you, sir? Very nice.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for the for the warm welcome. I'm doing well. As you can see, I'm a little casual since I haven't had to travel for a couple of weeks, so I'm slacking off a little bit, going for the riff-raff look of, you know, a little spiky hair, a little bit of peach fuzz a la Mr. Albright, so... That's way
1: more days. Peach Fuzz. For those of you who oh, who are listening to this, that's way more Peach Fuzz. He's got uh, a very nice 5 o'clock shadow going, and then some.
0: And by 5 o'clock shadow, he means 5-day shadow for me.
1: Yeah, that's very nice, very nice. And
0: for those of you who are listening, the Peach Fuzz was a reference to an old episode where Tim commented on his ability to grow facial hair.
1: The inability. The inability. The inability to grow facial hair.
0: So we actually titled the episode Peach, peach fuzz. fuzz. So go look through the archives if you haven't seen it. I'm in, of course... Great format as always. <laughs>
1: and that I think that was the episode that Bradford learned that you could do uh sound effects in Google Hangouts. So uh also with this is Christopher Neto uh from A V helpdesk. How are you, sir? Leave That's it, what we get. Leave it to the audio guy. All right, <laughs> good lord. Um
0: Well I could have done this.
1: You could have, yes. All right, let's let's kick this shindig off. Samsung is acquiring Yesco, Y-E-S-C-O, Electronics. They are a uh, display manufacturer, digital um, uh, signage manufacturer. Uh, Mister uh, Bradford Ben, let's start with you on this. What's the thinking behind uh, Samsung getting uh, um, deeper, I guess, into uh, the world of digital signage?
0: I think it's uh, not a surprising move. I think it's a good move. I was a little surprised at that- they actually had to buy someone uh mainly because of the fact that you know mo- they already have a pretty good toehold in the digital signage market uh you know when you look at digital signage in general it's for most of the displays i've seen at airports which is where i do most of my reconnoitering, ordering because well i'm always stuck in an airport where it's 77 dba spl of background noise uh very nice thank you thank you very much uh, that, you know, I, I look at those, I look at them, because obviously I know Harman has some products, IED has some products, QSC has some products, but I'm always looking at what's going on to see uh, what's in there, and a lot of them are using Samsung and LG, so I was a little surprised uh, to see this, but I think that this is more of trying to, to bring in the whole system, so that Samsung is not just the hardware provider, but also is able to provide some of the services, and own the process end to end which i think is a good move on samsung's part uh because it sounds funny uh the tv starts to become a commodity sorry not tv display shows you how old i am uh starts to become a commodity in a lot of these things of well, samsung versus lg versus sharp versus anything else when you're using it for signage you need to have a if I if I use Samsung TVs, I use the Esco software as a, you know as a service. It becomes a better example of the oh look you can buy our displays and if you spend a million dollars worth of displays, you can use our software as well. And look now you have the eye candy and all this. And you don't have to create your own information as well.
1: All right, uh, Mr. Nitto, there. Um, let me ask you this. According to the story, and by the way, I forgot to say this. It's in Sound Communications Magazine. Uh, the quote from uh, the senior vice president from Samsung, it says, As the market for LED display technology continues to grow, we understand the critical importance of having the right experience to be successful in this area. By, com- by combining the extensive experience of Yesco Electronics and LED displays with our global network, Business experience and world-class R&D team, we further validate our leading position and the value we bring to our custom customers as a total solutions provider and digital display. Is it me, or does that sound like more like they're trying to hire a load of people from Yesco?
2: It does sound that way. Um, I don't. I don't know how many uh, of the Samsung monitors you have purchased recently uh, for your own um, uh, for your customers and stuff like that, Tim. But I know that. Uh, we use quite a lot of, um, of of Samsungs, and the monitors that are coming now, uh, and that we're installing in these conference rooms are are digital signage monitors. They're basically uh, they're prepared for digital signage. They have their own little setup already in there. I think the Yesco, um, you know, grouping is just another enhancement to that to that service. I think they're hitting digital signage very hard, just like every other company is right now. Um, you know, with these TVs that are ready to go out of the, out of the you know, off the shelf. So okay. is it a bad idea? No. I think it's a great idea, especially for the ones in two type operation where they don't, you know, for the for the companies that don't need 50, 60 boards, they're just looking for something small in the SMB space, maybe.
0: And I, I will say that to Chris's point, uh, the fact that you can do the embedded Windows PC in the display all of a sudden makes it so that for these small businesses, uh, you don't need a sign-in solution. You buy the Samsung TV and put PowerPoint viewer on it and you call it done. Uh, which is always a challenge that us as integrators and manufacturers have to fight up against, especially as providers of what can we do that's better. Uh, and I see that as part of the move also is the Samsung wants to have that wide breadth to the person who's going to put up one TV, sorry, one display, all the way up to the people that are going to do the whole network system together.
2: It, it's it's also addressing a hole that digital signage created in the past and that companies are, are trying to uh, basically take care of now. They want to do these prepackaged templates inside to make it easy. Uh, the biggest challenge with digital signage is, you know, for the AV guy, it's always been, I'm going to go in, I'm going to put a mount, I'm going to put the, the screen in, I'll attach the player. Peace out.
0: Yeah, and it sounds funny, but some of the, the big things are because we, uh, we just put a new display in our lobby when we did a lobby renovation in the All Card office. And, you know, like you said, put in the player, make it easy, make it fast, make it done. And it was that little stuff of, okay, I have to put a player in. Whereas if you've gone with the Samsung with the uh manager, poof it's done whereas instead we had to put up an amx player that you know yes for us it cost a whole lot less go figure uh but put up the the player and get it configured uh made life you know just one of these things that made the process a little longer and i do think that samsung has a unique uh, ability with some of those features it's getting i
1: was gonna say you better be putting in an amx media player because
0: no, we're just... putting the inspired signage S X eleven hundred if you really very want to. Very nice.
1: Specific. No, no, I I the reason I said that is I actually had the opportunity to go down to, to AMX this week and they were very nice. But uh, they were pointing out uh, where they could where they were switching out to uh, JBL speakers everywhere. So I had was,
0: nothing to do with that.
1: I know you didn't. Had nothing to do with it. You probably Although installed I still think them. it's
0: very it's very funny when I show up and they think I'm someone important.
1: Well <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't. We 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 were walking back in one of the areas, and I was walking with Sean Robinson, and they're getting they're getting ready for for Infocom. So I'm not I'm not making fun here. It was just it was it was interesting to me because it was back in a in a super secret area, and uh, one of the engineers is like, um, "Yeah, can I help you?" And and we, long story short, we were quickly shown uh, shown the other uh, the exit door because they were already getting product ready for for Infocom. So. Uh, all right, uh, from our buddy Craig McCormick at Commercial Integrator Magazine, five ways to go green on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, he listed a number of different ones. I actually wrote a piece about uh, green AV uh, a couple months ago uh, with the whole quantum uh, crystals and, and just different ideas behind going green and what it may mean going forward. In the past, green, quote-unquote, AV, has meant... Uh, Power consumption and, and ways to reduce that. Uh, ways to utilize automation to reduce power consumption, meaning occupancy sensors and, and things of that nature. Automated controls, meaning at, at, at certain times of the day it shuts down. Uh, light harvestings, things of that nature. Uh, and the piece I wrote, I talked about the the economic impact of of how of the things that we make. Right, uh, a number of years ago we went away from lead solder for a reason. Uh, because of the economic impact and honestly because of the human impact as well. Uh, So, Chris, uh, you can go off of what Craig wrote or maybe you have your own ideas. But uh, this week of of St. Patrick's Day, which is the whole idea behind the article, uh, what's one or two uh, of your favorite green AV products? Uh,
2: Watching TV and drinking green beer at the bar. Okay. Uh, That was very green of me.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, Not green tea? Not green tea. I, I actually had a green beer this, uh, this year for the first time. Um, when you start talking about that with, with the green AV, yes, there is, there is so many different components to green AV. There's a manufacturing process that could be green. Uh, there are products that could be green. Um, on, the, on the residential side, there is obviously, when we go home, the green products that affect us there you know, the solar and stuff like that. One of the things that um, that's always been kind of interesting is, you know, of all the smart home stuff, you know, in, inherently these products like the Nest and stuff like that are supposed to save you energy by becoming learning. Uh, so, obviously, they're green by design. But how do you incorporate that into, you know, solar harvesting? Like, how do you do uh, – you know, I, I want to see – the bigger picture of this of the smart home as from the home perspective, how is that going to become more green? You know, are we now using um, control systems in a house that are completely cutting off power, you know, at times of the day, just so it's not running through your, your system, Yeah. you know, the entire house. Um, that, that is like the pie in the sky. You know, when I'm sitting home reading through, you know, all these things about green AV. I mean, I understand when it comes to the manufacturing uh, side of the business in the commercial and the pro world, you know, there are concerns about, you know, lead and, 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 uh, how we're processing this stuff in the waste, but there's that home side of it that, that, that intrigues me. And I'm hoping that, you know, I get to learn about that from at least my resi side of the, uh, my, the resi side of the business.
1: Right. Uh, Mr. Bradford, Ben, what's, uh, what, what are one or two, your, uh, your favorite, uh, uh, Green products and you can bring in your favorite control system if you'd like or, or something else
0: well actually since You know, I'm gonna try not to to Talk just about our products uh, Because I know there's all sorts of solutions for this uh, You know if you look at some of the Harman products and then I'll move to some of the other brands uh, You have the fact that we have green edge for more efficient amplifiers Uh, So that they and the fact that they're lighter makes them easier to ship and we use recycled cardboard and all that stuff But I also but there are other things such as using RMS uh, which is an AMX product to look at how much you're using the rooms and Turning off the systems and seeing if you actually need them But there's basic stuff that I think we can all think about to make stuff more green. Uh, I'll go back to the lobby I just talked about simply turning off the displays at the end of the day when the lobby closes at five, and reopens at eight o'clock the next morning, becomes a huge savings. But people often forget about some of that simpler stuff and using a control system to automate when the building's closed, not having it on, using an auto standby feature and an amplifier so it automatically turns off the high voltage rails and becomes greener. Uh, the fact that we've actually started putting less documentation into the manuals and saying, oh, if you want the full manual, go online. And same thing with catalogs. Those are little things that people go, oh, you guys are are changing this and that, and why are you doing this? And it's more of the, well, if we don't have to ship ship a piece of paper that's obsolete as soon as we send it out, making the website be better, it's a huge thing. Like for instance, we went away from printed service manuals, and I'm sure other manufacturers have as well. You go to the go to an online software, you can update it, give the latest notes. We've gone away from printed uh, manuals. And instructions on the line to going to displays at each workstation so that we can give work instructions when you're building an amplifier but there are other things I think we all have to look at as well that becomes a little bit more of a challenge uh, such as if you have a control system or if you have a remote controlled DVR or remote controlled AVR or all these things that are in standby mode are you remembering to turn them off when you're away from the house for two weeks on vacation or say going to ISE And those are things I think are beyond what us as manufacturers, but us as integrators and advocates can talk with people about, such as people kind of, my wife was like, why did you unplug the toothbrush when you left? Because I have a rechargeable electric toothbrush. Well, I wasn't going to be home for two weeks. Why should it sit there just sucking power? So I think there's great things to be done for Green AV, and I think we just have to think about them, such as my personal favorite, is I go into every TV I see in our conference rooms, or sorry, displays, and I turn on the auto turn off after three hours of non-use, because how often do you walk by and it's just sitting there on because no one thinks to turn it off. Yeah. So I think that we have lots of opportunities for it. I think the you know the occupancy sensor from the various manufacturers are great. I think Nest is a good thing. I think it's just a matter of thinking about it, but also not not artificially patting ourselves on the back for it and i'm not trying to sound like a naysayer but okay so nest saves a whole bunch of energy agree with that but how much energy are all these other saving things taking because now they're on all the time and automatically turn off and turn back on whereas instead of having a true contractor contactor that turns it off altogether, you know it sounds funny but you have to leave a, a fire alarm system on all the time or a voice evac system on all the time it becomes a little less green. But then choosing the amplifier to make it more green becomes a more compelling story. And this is where stuff starts to go from uh, building cost to operational cost. And I realize I'm kind of meandering here a little bit. Maybe it's the six cups of coffee. But I think that's something that a lot of people aren't thinking about. Because you can have a green amplifier that goes into standby, but if you have to leave it on all the time and monitored to be a voice evac system, well, you now have to look at how efficient is it when it's on? Well, and some of that these things.
1: doesn't some of that though go into system design. Where if it's a it's an evac system, and it, it I am you know I'm nowhere near the audio guy that Bradford is. Um, couldn't you do a, a, a smaller simpler amplifier for for that system and have like a separate system and have like maybe your main audio uh, system for an auditorium or what have you be, be your be, big your beefier amplifiers.
0: Yes, you can, and but now you're installing two audio systems, but and uh, it adds cost. Right, and then you look at a stadium situation or a convention center or uh, arena, where those little uh, fire horns, you know, strobes and claxons aren't going to fill a sixteen thousand seat seating bowl. So you're going to want to use the the full PA system, but now because you're using as part of the evac system you have to design in you know that those amplifiers are on and monitored 24 7 and depends on the authority having jurisdiction and what codes you're following and all that i'm not i'm not saying they always have to be on and monitored but you have to run a housekeeping pilot tone for them that's going to be going all the time that's using power and those are design decisions uh but then like for back of house stuff where you have the the classrooms in a school or the lounges in these arenas, yeah, you can do the separate fire alarm system with the klaxon and the strobes. Right. So like you say, it's a design issue, but it's something to think about. And it's not impossible to do if you look at something like City Center in, in Las Vegas, where they're able to get the LEED certification because of these design thoughts going all the way through. Of little things like, there's no fluorescent lights in the rack room. It's LED lighting.
1: Nice. And,
0: the LEDs and it's actually cool. much soothing.
1: Exactly freaking fluorescents are harsh uh all right so uh uh from the great uh, the great white north uh our buddy uh, josh stockhouse has has graced us with his presence once again how are you sir
3: i'm doing well tim thanks for having me on
1: absolutely jo- actually josh like josh changes jobs more than i do so uh uh <laughs> his uh his current iteration uh is as senior technology consultant for the audio video pros how are you
3: I'm doing well.
1: All right. So let's uh, uh, actually as luck would have it, Mr. Neto asked for a residential uh A V green A V point of view, so why don't you throw it with one?
3: Uh well, I kind of joined you guys right in the middle of the question, so would you mind just so, refreshing me real so quick? So basically it's it's what's
1: how I'm right. <laughs> what's what's one of your, one or two of your favorite green A V pieces of gear or technologies?
3: Well, right now, um I'm actually kind of really uh intrigued by the Panamax blue bolt pieces that they have that are very affordable. Um and you know, they're little two outlet doodads and I I think it's the Z B D one or something like that. I can't remember the model number, but you basically put it in the wall in between your uh outlet and your power strip or whatever other kind of power conditioner you have, and then you have controllable uh power to be able to take the entire power s- supply uh, and turn it off on a schedule. So you're eliminating phantom power. And I I love the fact that it's as simple as just plugging something in in between your existing power management and the wall. And I
0: think that's a, a good point, uh, Joshua. Uh, and I know Mid-Atlantic, one of the sponsors, has some cool products like that, as does us. I think sometimes overlooking those simple things can be a big deal.
3: Yeah, and the thing is for me is that uh, I think I had this conversation once before when I was on the show with Todd Puma from The Source Home Theater and when you reduce truck rolls or when you reduce to having to send a technician out to someone with the same piece of technology because you're just basically logging in via the Internet and you're resetting the router, you're resetting the switch, you're resetting the gear in the, in the, in the rack that's messing up and you're saving time, you're saving the customers money, you're saving your money and you're being environmentally friendly all with the same piece of gear. So it, it benefits the entire uh, chain of business for the integrator to, to make sure something like that is inside of every installation.
0: So you're basically telling me you can automate the process of turning it on and off again.
3: Yeah, you can remotely log in with the, the, with the, the piece. Um, you know, that's the whole thing about Blue Bolt. It's, that's IP controllable down to the individual outlet. So
0: I was making an IT. Uh, crowd joke. Sorry, yeah. it went over one's head. Ah, can...
3: <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. Just, the hair is kind of similar. I see it. There, I see it, the resemblance. It, it's just
1: ones and zeros, Bradford.
3: So, every
0: when I see a two, I get scared.
1: <clears throat> as as you should actually in 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 the world of IT. So, uh, all right. Uh, so let's let's hit a couple of other things before we uh, let you guys go. I, I, this one kind of caught me about you know kind of out of left field. Uh, it's from Pro Audio Central. Peerless AV is opening a Dubai warehouse. Um, and one of the things that, that Peerless AV is doing, which is kind of interesting, is they're growing a lot in uh, Europe and the Middle East and, and, and that area. Um, Bradford, we'll, we'll kick it off with you because you're uh, you're the manufacturer on the show. Uh, and Harman has an interesting, uh, I've learned at least over the last couple months, in talking with your guys at, at ISE, uh, you guys got, have interesting strategies for getting your stuff all over the world. Doing something like this, can you walk me through what having a, a warehouse and a distribution in a country like uh, like Dubai means for you guys?
0: Sure. And uh, actually, the the Jebel Ali free Ali free zone that they're talking about in Dubai is a, a world trade zone, world free trade zone. Try saying that one after six cups of coffee.
1: Well, and explain that one too.
0: So what that means from a customs point of view, and I might not be 100% accurate, but it was explained to me this way, is that to some degree, it's not in any country. So you don't have to clear customs to get it into the warehouse. You don't have to clear customs to get it out of the warehouse. You have to clear customs when it enters a country. So we can ship stuff there. It sits there, and until it gets shipped to another location, it's, quote-unquote, in transit on the water. It's not there. So you don't have to bring it to Dubai to bring it to Saudi Arabia. And you only have to clear oh. it once. So having it in a free trade zone helps a lot with this.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm yeah. I'm hoping
0: I understand it correctly. I'm you know, this is one of those things where it's been explained to me, I might have it wrong. I have to put all those disclaimers on it. But that's why when I was more thought it was a good move when they said it was a free tra- free trade zone yeah. more than just in Dubai. So that helps quite a bit with the logistics of don't have to clear customs which could take three weeks getting in and then clear customs getting out it's it's sitting there it's in a bonded and insured warehouse and until you ship it out to another place it doesn't have to clear customs so if you want to bring it into dubai you still have to clear, clear
1: customs. customs yeah so when, when whoever explained it to you did they also explain the whole taxes and tariffs thing getting it into that free zone are you exempt from I- from from those those charges in at that point while it, while it I remains in so, there
0: because if not you would have to double pay taxes which would make it kind of
1: expensive, expensive.
0: <laughs> but i'm not an expert I, I know the people to ask okay so, all right well, but i'm not an expert but my understanding is because we have free trade zones like you know in long beach where the ships come on board with the containers when you unload them before they go other places so mm-hmm. that way you can unload them take your stuff off and send stuff back
1: is that the one that's but, been backed up for like six months
0: yeah it's yeah. kind of cool
1: It's not cool. Uh, It's not cool at all, Bradford.
0: I'm joking a lot because we have a lot of stuff sitting on the seas, and that's more because of longshoremen and political, not political unrest. uh,
1: Union unrest, really. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, But from a business standpoint, I think it's a great move for Peerless. Uh, It's one of the things that we're doing as well with different locations of put the product near the people who are going to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. if it's just like having a having stocking distributors here in the states uh if you're going to buy something do you want to take three weeks to come from the united states to get to pick a country kuwait well maybe not if you have it in the warehouse the free trade zone in in uh, uae united arab emirates in it comes much faster much quicker so it's a good move it's one of the reasons we have warehouses in China in uh, Denmark and in other places so that we can ship stuff quickly to the people for the consumers it also helps a whole bunch uh, because it lowers our cost to them of if we have to ship one amplifier versus a container full of amplifiers which one do you think costs us less per amplifier and it'll be pre-staged in the area so it's a good thing, I think, all around. I think it's a good business move. Uh, I think you're going to see more and more people doing this.
1: All right, uh, Mr. Mr. Neto, there. You and I uh, both got to go to ISE. We talked with a number of these people. Uh, what do you think uh, is the thinking behind getting, you know, like like Bradford said, get the product closer to the people?
2: Well, we can talk about our experiences in taking gear as opposed to renting gear. Yes, indeed. And the cost of taking two cameras and a tripod, uh, as opposed to renting locally. Two uh, tripods, two tripods. Tripods, two cameras, uh, an exorbitant amount of money. So we learned to quickly <laughs> source in-house or source in-country.
1: And, and ju- just so it's been said, it was, it was $2,000 one way. So double that up. Is that to shipping get... or checking? That was shipping.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I can believe that money. So
2: one way. What goes, got to come back. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, We would have not been... I think that would have pretty much cut our budget, budget from staying in an apartment to staying in a cardboard box on the side of the road.
0: That would have yeah. been the shipping container the stuff came exactly. in. Exactly. We well, have, it I, I yeah, it in uh, yeah,
2: it was fine. Yeah, it was part it, parcel. Yeah, it is... It makes sense for Peerless to do this. Um, I mean, I was just talking about this the other day, uh, as a matter of fact, yesterday, with somebody who is in the... Um, projection screen business. One of the things that we talked about at ISE was, you know, we found projection screen manufacturers out there that don't uh, ship or, or uh, sell product in the United States. Nope. And we came to find out that it's taxes, tariffs, stuff like that. In the same token, those, the reason why they're not selling here and doing well where they are is the companies that don't have the distribution locally. So think about a company like uh, Daylight or Stewart. If they don't have an in-house uh, shipping or, or a warehouse in Dubai, you know, a local company is going to have a lot of advantages. We can come in, you know, we can install the product at a half of the cost, if not a third of the cost, because you're shipping, say, they're 12-foot screens. That's a freaking shipping container. ball. Well, you know what I'm saying? That you got to get over there. It makes sense to have the local distribution. The, tr- the, the free trade zones are a hot property anywhere you go. Uh, and Bradford can attest to that with, with stuff with his company and the big corporations. Free trade zones are massive when it comes to these uh, these companies shipping in and out. To me, what I find interesting about this whole thing, on top of the fact that, you know, we're, I've always known Peerless as being a a, a a mount company, but they've actually diversified their business they're now in the business of digital signage. They're in the business, they've diversified their business to the point where it's not just amounts anymore. There is technology now being produced by them. And when you look at it, the Middle East is a big area for this technology. Digital signage, LED, Dubai. (laughs) Dubai is Dubai. I wish I had my buddy Bill on the phone and he could tell you how much they spent in uh, the mall of Dubai. On digital signage and LED. He says it's a big advertisement for one of the big LED board manufacturers because it's everywhere. Uh, we don't see that here in malls. So there is definitely the increased need and the um, there is a grandness about Dubai, at least what we see. Everything is big. Everything is, you know, plated in gold and exuberant. To have these big displays and this digital signage, they're making a smart move. And I'm not just talking from a, yeah, it's a jump off point to other parts of the Middle East. I'm just saying right, right within Dubai, it's a hot property. So it was smart. It makes sense business wise. It makes sense from a, um, you know, to have a presence in that city, in that country, in that area. So, yeah. can't say anything bad about it
1: all right all right uh let's move on we are roughly uh nine almost 90 days away actually just shy of 90 days it's it's going down from infocom 2014 uh in orlando florida at the orange county convention center uh, I think you mean, uh 2015
0: 2015
1: what did i say 2014 yeah. yeah well you know you
0: were doing the time warp I,
1: I was doing the time warp again <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> we'll explain that in a second. Um, so, 2015 Infocom Awards uh, from SCN, our, our friends over at SCN, have released these. Uh, this is not necessarily about their awards, although you know, they've, they've got some good ones. Um, Chris, we're going to kick it off with you. I'm going to read off a couple of these uh, these categories that uh, Lindsay Adler and the folks over there have uh, have put forward, and uh, get your uh, get your 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 nominee for one or two of them. Um, okay. We just talked about peerless. Let's let's do most innovative mounting solution, um, or most innovative video display. I'm going to take that into, into both. You can you can you can pick either a uh, a flat panel or or a projection uh, system, uh, and then we'll do uh, audio processing. Uh, so or or any of the other ones you want. Um, they've also got automation and show control, emerging technologies, and um, uh, audio switching, audio hardware uh av installation accessory kind of like brackets and rigging and stuff like that so what's uh what's a couple that you would you would nominate off the top
2: uh i get to pick the category yeah pick a category yeah all right in the collaboration software i guess would that be considered devices i mean or software
1: i mean don't 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 knock the soft codecs that are that are coming on strong
0: you're okay. picking the category. Make up your own if you don't like. Something. <laughs> yeah, make this up your own category. category. You don't have to say like you know all the a collaboration the, software for five hundred. How,
1: how about the here, 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 best? How about the best here. networking event uh, there, Mr. Neto?
2: Okay, so explain to me. Collaboration, to me, means huddle space. Yeah. Now, that specifically going to be limited to a VC, or is that like a VC system, or are we talking collaboration in the wireless display collaboration? Because you can't put one in the other. Take it. So, all right. Well, if you're going to tell me about collaboration, wireless collaboration, you know, you've got to include the, uh, at least the top five, which are AirMedia, uh with their Solstice product. Yeah. You've got to put the um, the, the Christy uh, Brio. Yeah. you got to put Farco and their um, uh, ClickShare. And you got to put the Kramer. Uh, collage or the via 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 those would be you know the five to battle it out in the wireless display which is to me is one of the hottest categories everybody is either baking that into their projectors or into their well mainly their projectors I'm waiting to see if that's ever gonna get baked into a, um, a, a an LED display or a panel for that matter but that's highly contested highly sought after area that all the all the companies are getting into Um, especially in the huddle space, imagine if we could take a display, put that, you know, software into it, um, which I mean, technically we have that already in the homes with the mirror casts and, you know, Samsung phones do that. But I'm talking about a appliance piece of hardware or an enterprise piece of hardware that would do this. So you don't have anything in the room. That'd be kind of cool. Or just that, you know, attached to a TV. Uh, Those are my, my big ones on the collaboration side.
0: Um, Can I no. jump in on the collaboration real quick? Can sure, I collaborate I with you on that? So
1: let's <laughs> Very going. nice. Uh,
0: one of the things I think, and I think we lost Josh, is uh, is that some of these collaboration tools also need to be made for distance collaboration, especially with more and more telecommuters coming online or people working in multinational offices, such as you know just the fact that we're collaborating right now with Google Hangouts Mm-hmm. we're in three different states confused drunken and tired sorry jersey missouri and indiana let you <laughs> assign which one to which And Wisconsin. Uh, but you know that whole idea of collaboration and tools that allow you to collaborate beyond like you said with the vc systems with the video conferencing systems i think that starting to be bring that into the software realm kind of like google is and Dare I say, Microsoft Link, which I haven't used yet, or some of these other things. Wait, time out. You never... mean to tell
1: me you've never used Link?
0: I've used it for chat, and that's it so far. Okay. But chat's chat. That's kind of like table stakes. It's kind of like, oh, I have an Android phone, and I can send email with it. Yeah, what else can you do with it? Well, sir, All I sorts I'm of things.
2: you to a collaboration off. Okay. If you need to go to the Microsoft booth undercover, maybe. Maybe you need to go undercover. We go to there um, at Infocom. You can put on the hat and the glasses and the fake mustache. You could shave so nobody knows it's you.
0: And you know, t- and Info- we'll
2: have a collaboration off. We figure out what it is that we like about this th- this particular product or not. what to like about the product. Um, I mean that that was that was the big thing going into ISC was we're going to see the eighty-four inch surface.
0: Yeah, and. Hmm. I'll, I'll be the first to say that I believe it can be done. I forget the one that uh, my friends over at Smug Mug are using it. They used to use Google for this because they have people all over the world, literally. Uh, I want to say it's it's Stitch uh, is what the new one they're using for everyone to be online at the same time. Uh, but, you know, I've been talking with them. I've been talking with the AMX folks. and I'm like, well, that doesn't quite do what I want it to do. And Crestron doesn't quite have one but the whole idea of I can sit in my office and write on my whiteboard and have it show up elsewhere easily at my desk without having to put together a conference room, I think, is to some degree the holy grail. Yeah. Because why would I want to leave my beautiful office here, you know, to Josh's point of rolling a truck and being green, uh, you know, just to go have a meeting When if I can get a good collaboration tool, I can do it all remotely.
2: Well, I mean, that to that point, that's one of the things I like about the smart cap. You know the whole Bluetooth is writing on your whiteboard and it's showing up on your phone. It's it's going onto your PC. You're right, that's local. Can we take that? And then I don't have enough experience other than playing with it at the shows to know if that is a if there is a. I'm sure if you dial in using like a WebEx, which I don't even know if it exists anymore. I think. That's yep, smart. I use it every yeah. day. WebEx is. So if if you use a WebEx with smart you know, does the smart cap have the ability to do that? Because then it's writing on your board, writing on your phone and broadcasting out on a live meeting. That's interesting, Yeah, well,
1: And see, here's the thing, guys, you, you, there's a lot of people that are trying to, to, to crack this nut. Uh, everybody from, from Kramer to, uh, Vodio to, I mean, they, they've all got these, these different collaboration capture tools. Some people call it annotation, right? I and mean, it depends on where you're writing and, and all this, uh, I think the first person to get it is is really going to get a home run and they're going to get a lot of traction Um, as as people like, holy cow. Yes, that's it. Like, you know, to Bradford's point that that's kind of the holy grail of jumping from uh, the whiteboard to my computer and to be able to 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 save that for a later date and and reannotate on that and send it out to all of our people.
0: And, you know, it sounds funny. I'd say that Tim should call up Mr. Andrulis at AMX and <laughs> tell him he needs to get us some Enzo systems to test, you know. But there are some – there. I know there's lots of companies doing that. And uh, Mr. O'Donnell just said, you know, there's the Via Connect Pro Easy that collaborates, and it's under $1,000, which yeah. can pay for a plane ticket if it does stuff right. And that's that's
1: and that's the new product – well, not, that's the new iteration of, of Kramer's uh, wireless product
2: so he was just there yesterday so checking it out
0: you know and truth be told we could do screen sharing and use this and put it and learn to draw on a tablet and put it up on the screen or use a touch screen but i think the goal is to make it as transparent and easy as possible
1: okay yep uh so bradford since we, we went from you know we went into collaboration what is uh what's your one or two uh uh, nominees for for some of SCN's pro, uh, um, I'm
2: not laughing at you. I'm sorry. I'm
1: just, just you're laughing across. with us. I'm laughing with you.
0: <laughs> Let's see. You. Uh, I th- I think though that the the best emerging technology is me. <laughs> uh, I'm learning more and more about AVB every day, and more about Dante and networking thanks to you know some of the projects i'm working on i'm also the best av installation accessory because i can hold a tv like no one or sorry display like display. no one's business <laughs> you uh worked a couple of years ago let me just <laughs> point that out you know uh if you look at some of the things like mounting solutions i i will i do have to say and this is more for the higher end larger format uh the new rigging systems on the v20 and v25s uh jbl systems the vtxs It's pretty impressive that you can, in the same mounting hardware for the hardware or for the loudspeakers, you can mount them in compression or in uh, suspension without flipping your fingers in the middle, and the cams that they use are a lot easier. But also, you know, it's all kind of obvious. I'm a little biased because I see my products all the time, and that's what I'm most, most familiar with.
2: I can add to that, to your mounting discussion. That uh, yeah, And it's not the new latest or greatest. I think they're actually showing it last year at Infocom. But that chief video wall connects this product that they have where you lay out. I mean, how much of a pain in the ass has it been to to align six monitors next to each other? You know, you basically pop, 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 pop these into into the square, and it's up, and it's it's straight.
0: Yeah, I you saw know? that, and I was pretty happy with it.
2: Um, yeah, I, I think that's a, that just saves time and money. You know, and Mm -hmm. for a lot of
0: installers
2: on the commercial side, time, as we know, time is money. And if we can get in and get that thing done and make it perfect, that helps a lot. So uh, I'm a fan of that.
0: You know, the whole equipment rack and AV furniture, it sounds funny for me to say. My favorite thing is still the fact that manufacturers still screen on the rack space numbers. uh, And there are some that don't, some that do. Uh, You know, that's a huge time saver. I still think that's a great innovation terms of some of the other things like microphones and speakers you know i can talk about the fact that we now have dante enabled wireless receivers from multiple manufacturers i think it's a huge thing but also i'll bring up some of the the ir microphones and transcription systems uh and conference systems more because i think that's going back to some of the older school things but solves problems that we haven't Thought about i know that this week there was an article about doing 2.4 gigahertz for wireless mics uh, but if you do infrared systems in a conference room it becomes inherently more secure because it doesn't leave the conference room and you have a lot less issues with rf interference and obviously you know i know akg has some products like this i wouldn't be surprised if listen technologies for their hearing assist systems have some ir products i think those are still some pretty innovative things when we started to move them up and on as well as some of the encryption stuff yeah so i i think those are pretty cool all
1: right uh what was Wait, it
2: what, what uh, for for bradford and this is now putting on your your Harmon cap can, can can we get some usb microphones that uh, are good
0: yes we can i will okay. have to be nice to my akg brethren so uh, yes. i can tell you right now i'm using a lexicon io82 as a USB pre into my but, my.
1: But system. that's not what he asked, Bradford.
0: I know. I'm just. <laughs> I'm. I'm hyping.
1: Okay. I know, and I'm. I'm. I'm honing your hyping. I, he's asking yes, for a straight up USB I'm, mic. I'm.
2: I'm asking for. I'll, I'll be more specific. I'm asking for a three-element omnidirectional
1: USB mic. Holy that cow! You are I'm being specific. For. Uh
0: I, I am, have a headset one. I would have to look at the wired ones a little bit. Just tabletop.
1: Oh, since we're asking for crazy things, can, can it be an, an
2: array? I'm going to go crazy. Can if I'm going to go crazy, it's going to be with this
0: guy. No, what He's Chris gonna, is asking for you know, actually makes, makes We can go crazy with that. And can't what, go crazy with anybody else. Yeah, I was going to say what Chris is asking yeah. for makes a whole lot of sense because if you look at, and this is where I'm going to sound like a Harmon Shell and I'm sure other people make this, and I know you is AMX have touch panels that will do Bluetooth uh, audio and keyboards. Well, why not put USB into it and have your control system be your input for audio as well and plug USB into it as well? Because some of their touch panels already have screens on them and stuff like that. So I think it makes perfect sense. i see where you're going, Chris.
2: My my idea is this, is that we start seeing these BYOD devices in, 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 in the spaces, all right? I can get the nice monitor, transfer the picture. Um, you know, uh, badio proved to, to Tim, and, Tim and I that they have USB cameras. Your company has USB cameras that are better than a webcam. The only missing link has been, all right, where is that USB audio device for the input? Whether it's you guys, whether it's the competition, I need a three-element mic that's omnidirectional or something better than I can go to Best Buy and buy. You and know what?
0: AMX put what the the new video camera that. That Tim was just seeing, we ha- that has the shutters for privacy also has microphone elements in there for that exact reason, and That's so it right. does it does it does a concerted effort and it is something we're talking a whole bunch about. Uh, the other thing I can say, and I'm trying to remember who made it, uh, but someone makes a USB to Dante adapter for your laptop, so you can just plug in your laptop and get your USB into that and get that into your audio system. I think getting laptops into conferencing systems is going to be huge as well.
2: There you go, Tim.
1: <laughs> All, All right, back. that works.
0: So, Tim, we expect you to use that web camera next time and let us know how it works.
1: Which web camera is this?
0: The new one you just got yesterday.
1: I didn't get one yesterday. You didn't get it. I didn't get one yesterday. Jo- Joe was was trying to do it, and I don't know what happened. So,
0: I'll I'll, I'll talk to someone. Don't talk you to today. anyone. You know they
1: good. were very nice to me. Don't. Don't make I'm them joking, regret being stir nice to you.
0: I'm joking. They didn't. I'm joking. Not
2: stir up the Hamgate.
1: No, not <laughs> Hamgate again. All right. Uh, as we wrap up here, guys, a couple things of of note. Uh, first of all, the fourth annual, I believe, and I could be wrong on that. This is uh, the, this is either the third or fourth annual Women in AV Mentor Awards. Nominations are uh, are open. Um, the, uh, annual awards are presented, uh, during the NSCA reception, uh, right before, uh, the Drunk Uncles concert, which happens, uh, at Infocom, um, every year, not associated with Infocom, but it happens at the same time. Uh, typically, um, it, it's always around, in the Drunk Uncle concert is, is to raise money, uh, for, uh, for the NSCA, um, Education uh, Foundation. So, uh, if you want to, uh, get more information on that, we'll put a link on the website uh to how you can um how you can uh, nominate someone as well uh for that so and a couple of years ago our buddy kirsten nelson won it and so yeah there's all sorts of people we can nominate for that
0: i recommend we nominate av Don. okay we could do that yeah she, she's a woman she meets one of the criteria oh jeez it says so right you're there. Gonna you get, you're going to get, get me, you're going to get me. You're going to get
1: people mad at me, Bradford. I mean, they're going to get I'm going to get hate mail and yes. That means
0: people are listening. <clears throat> well, no, this actually this is me. I'll okay, I'll turn the hate mail back to me.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: It says the Mentor Award has to celebrate a woman in the AV industry, which I agree with. Okay. But it's not but can a if you, I guess my question is uh, and it says female AV professionals who have distinguished themselves within the industry by guiding, supporting, promoting the career development of others. Okay. I perfectly yeah. agree with that. But I, but I guess my question is, can a male be a mentor to a female person and win this award? And I, it seems like you can't.
1: Well, it sounds like, yes, you can be a mentor, but no, you can't win this award. Because it's Agreed. the award is women, a woman in AV.
0: Which I fully support. Okay. Let's, let, let's embrace <laughs> more people coming. But this is what makes Don qualified, and the rest of us at AV Nation exactly. unqualified.
1: Yes, we are. None of us are qualified except for Don and uh, Kelly would be qualified as well. Kelly Perkins, uh, who is her cohort on on AV Social. So. so
2: we're making a full pitch to get some AV Nation people nominated.
1: Yeah.
0: That's what the heck? What that... you and the AV people. Yeah.
1: We we need you let's know Don, Don. Don is you know Don is thirty seconds older than than Kelly. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that so she They're
0: both 29. I don't see why,
1: why. <laughs> Yeah, they're both 29. Uh, so yeah, we should we should nominate both of them. All right Just
0: guys. waiting to happen. Good thing I know Harmon <laughs> folks are listening.
1: Before I get in any more trouble, thank you both so much Mr. Chris Netto. From a, no, wait,
0: oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot. We forgot I, to talk about the most important thing. It's not the most. this one, it
1: is not the most important thing. It's a very fun thing that Chris. that's a brainchild of Mr. Neto You're here. You're right.
0: Supporting women and women in AV is actually something I think is more important. Yes. And I'm not being flippant. I think I it's an important thing. And some of
1: the, the things we've talked about today are, are, you know, a little more serious. This is not those things. This is not serious. Not. Let's understand that. We do not take ourselves seriously when it comes to this this next topic at all. All right, Chris, uh, give me the the, the pitch that you gave gave me the other day when you called me on the phone and said, hey, I have a crazy game show idea.
2: The crazy game show idea is, as you're seeing, well, as I'm watching alongside on my second computer, is the AV hashtags uh, handle and game of the week. Uh, Basically, uh, I I still have to put together a post. Um, One of the things that we as a community do very well is we love to talk about um, our... Products, so a lot of people are, you know, put out the PR stuff, which is great. I mean, to be honest with you, we will retweet and and see what people are publishing. If it's of, of notice, a lot of our Immunation members will do that. Okay, fine, but there are some conversation. Um, you know, if somebody's having a, you know, a tough install, the questions will be asked about, hey, listen, you know, what, how do I, how do I, how do I need to terminate this cable? You'll get that eventually. But one thing that Uh, I've I've always found kind of lacking is the fun of what we do. And I've been a a, a hashtag gamer now for some time. Uh, I've participated on the one that uh, At Midnight uh, does with uh, the Nerdist. Mm -hmm. Um, Typically create these hashtags, put them out, and uh, a lot of people get involved. And and it's fun. Um, What we're now seeing is that AV people are fun and they're having fun with it. The first hashtag is... um, AV a movie title, and there has literally been hundreds of them. We're gonna, you know, give give you a couple of the ones that we liked. Uh, Bradford has been participating in it. I know that from the AV Nation handle, we've had some participation, and there's some great ones. But I it's all
0: saving the best for last. I'm saving it to reveal live on the well, show.
1: You you think? Right. Uh, I, 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 one thing I'll point out and, and interrupt for a second here is the fact that Kramer. Uh, electronics has actually gotten even more in depth than just the, the titles. They're putting, they're putting, pictures. They're putting pictures. So <laughs> so they've taken like the Transformers logo and made it into transmitters, right? Yeah. They're, they're they're thought, that's they they, they deserve an award or or points or whatever, Mister Neto. Yeah,
2: and we're giving points. There are points that are awarded uh, to certain things. I mean, today I, I I saw there was points awarded for somebody announcing for using a Denzel movie. Uh, I saw that points were given to <laughs> D-Tools for a Kurt Russell reference. Um, you know, this is it's all fun. It's all part of the game. Um, every week, it's going to change. This week, it's AV in a movie title. I will just give you a preview of some of the stuff that we're working on uh, that I have already. Um, uh, we're going to use hashtag. At some point, they can start thinking about this. We are going to use hashtag things that Brian Williams invented in AV. <laughs> Jeez, nice.
1: <laughs> the
0: HDCP the newscaster. We're we also going to
2: do a hashtag uh, create your own AVPSA. So in other words, uh, you know, friends don't let friends spec um, uh, analog device
0: systems. Friends don't let friends use RCA jacks. There
2: you go. Even better.
1: Friends don't let friends call RCA jacks RCA jacks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> friends don't let friends call them red, white, and yellow. Oh yeah. How's that? There you go. There you go. So we don't use it. Uh, we're, we're, you know where we're going with this. So there's yeah. going to be a changing thing. It's every week. This week, because we got 100 followers, I released it a week early. Uh, let the people, you know, get an idea what this is and how this is going to go. Um, it's taken off, obviously, by, by, by storm. Uh, I absolutely love it. I know that some people have to mute it already because um, I warned people early in the week that we were going to spike the, the, the AB Tweeps uh, Twitter stream. And, uh, yeah, we did. It's, and I got
0: bored at lunch and, and broke it.
2: Yes. <laughs> and what I love is that we're getting participation from everywhere. Uh, the, where's the benefit to the AV Tweeps? One, it's the communication. It's, and this is something that I'm going to go on AV Social at, at some point. We're, we're working on that. Uh, they want to talk gamification. This is gamification, uh, an example for gamification for uh, Twitter. Um, you know, it's, it's bringing in the people. It's getting people involved. The AV tweeps is the conversation. It's having fun on a Thursday and Friday, which is what we're going to run it starting next week for forty-eight hours. So you're not going to get this pollution in the Twitter stream for an entire week. Uh, the other well, benefits. i going to keep going. I, you're, I know you're going to you're going to continue dropping, you know, the, dropping, uh, uh, spiking the Twitter stream. I'm not going to go into the dropping. All
1: here, right. And, so, so Mr. Bradford, so have, go ahead.
2: We also have uh, manufacturers that are now uh, swinging it to their side. So you have um, – Load Audio came up with Load of the Rings. There you know, is. It's, it is. This is where the – Thomas the,
0: Crown Amplifier. In it. Oh, uh,
1: very nice. Very nice.
0: What, what was that, Bradford? The, the Tom- Thomas Crown Amplifier. There it was. Thomas and and
2: I did see that go through. That was great. Uh, so, so far – Bradford, I know you want to give you yours. I got a couple here that I have to read, but I have I'm to make sure. I'm share
0: mine for the end because I think I'm going to win the internet with this one.
2: Okay. Right now, uh, one of the one of the, the one of the examples of the stuff that's out there came from uh, the AV Phenom, and it's been uh, uh, Mark Coxon put out the uh, ten command prompts.
1: Uh, very nice. Very nice.
2: nice. I, I thought that one was pretty good. Um, where is another one? H- oh, uh, Kramer came out with HDMI robot. Okay. Um, a- restaurant. liked uh, cr- lowercase crs, T-R-O-N, and uh, they liked from Rockley with Love. Um, what else do we have here? Oh, a- a- another favorite that I think Bradford put out there was the Infinite Attenuation of the Lambs. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, HD based T Wars, the DM Empire Strikes Back. Mm. Mm. Uh, there has been a lot. Jason and the Toronto Argonauts digital scoreboard.
1: Okay. All right. Let's. So let's let's get Bradford's last one here, and we'll we'll wrap <laughs> this whole thing up. Bradford, what is your uh, your one that's going to win the internet? You think?
0: Instead of this is Spinal Tap. This is 25 watt tap. It's a 70 volt tap. Come on, you got to give me that one. It's a final <laughs> tap reference.
1: Had you done something with making it go to 11, I might, might have given you that. But no. Okay, this
0: is an 11 watt
2: tap.
1: No, all no, no,
2: no. I, I, I think you should have went with your Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Power would have probably. Phantom done
1: Power you. was nice. Yes.
0: It Would have definitely got
2: you far. About After short circuit.
0: Oh, that, that's wrong.
2: Um, I, I, I I can't say enough. Right now, as of um, it's only been active now for three days. Uh, we have brought in 185 followers, and everybody's participating. Um, absolutely love it. It's right. we and and the other part to this is is that once we get all these, we're gonna have to narrow it down. Then we'll probably do a podcast to go over the three weeks of AV hashtag. So this one, and then the following two weeks after that, we'll get together, we'll do the board, uh, and we will go through. Uh, obviously, uh, AV Nation is not allowed to win any any prizes per se, but but you do. No, but, but,
1: but apparently we're doing an, an AV Nation version, we're doing an AV Nation version of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, in, in which I play Frankenfurter. So <laughs> I, have, I do have the legs uh, that'll, that'll, that look darn good in, in fishnet stuff. I, stuffing, I, so. I can censor
2: that.
1: All right. No, no, I'm telling can you, I dude, ain't, there you ain't nothing pretty. There's not McConnell much pretty about this body, said. but, but my legs are something to, to die for. All right, guys. <laughs> uh, Mr. let's wrap this sucker up. Uh, <laughs> Chris Neto from AV help desk and social media guru extraordinaire. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Where can people find you?
2: Uh, you can find me at, uh, at Chris net at underscore Chris netto is my Twitter. Uh, you can find my company, AV helpdesk, which is my day job. It's at, uh, AV And, uh, you can find me on AV nation and you can find me now today manning the AV hashtags, uh, Twitter handle, but we will be, uh, alternating who from AV nation will be running that. But, uh, that's pretty much my responsibility to get that uh, together and get that out and into the people's hands. So
1: all right. right. Yeah. Mr. Bradford Ben from Harmon international. Thank you, sir.
0: My pleasure as always. Hopefully I'm still employed after this episode.
1: Hopefully you are. Hopefully you are. Uh, where can people find you?
0: Uh, let's see. At Bradford Ben is my personal one at Harmon talk. I believe or at Harmon news is the work one. Uh, do you want me to list every single website? No, I'm you
1: guys there? own too much stuff at this point. So
0: So just, you can also Harman. find me bradford.ben at harman.com. You probably have an
1: AMX email address at this point, probably.
0: Uh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I have one for everything. Just, I am, you know, at Bradford Ben, you can always ping me there or uh, ping me at Harman. Uh, I'm the, I believe I'm the only Bradford there, even though we have like 16,000 employees now. Or, you know, you can find me through mr mr albright or like i said don't follow tim on on twitter follow me yeah. at bradfordben.com. yes i stole his line
1: he's uh he's a lot more interesting so uh all right uh we've got some stuff coming up guys we we uh chris chris coined the the phrase what was it road to road to infocom where we're doing some some weird crazy traveling um if you're in the denver area next month uh, come by and see us uh, I'm going to be talking about control and automation uh, from my day job at, at Nevada, um, working with the, the folks at ABI Systems and our, our friend Kelly Perkins, uh, and Ashton and and Kendra and all the other fine folks there. So uh, that's at the, the end of next month, and Keep also, huh? Keep from there we got
2: it going. I'm
1: I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. Uh, but Mr. Uh, Miss Josh, uh, Mr. Josh Schroger and I are actually going to go into the TSNA conference also uh, in in April at uh, at the uh, out in uh, well San Jose-ish area, and then uh, if you're in the New York area uh, during May, um, I'm going to be moderating a panel at uh, Streaming Media East uh, about 4K. So, uh, so that's going to. Don't cool.
0: forget, you're going to C2E2 with uh, Mr. O- O'Donnell. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that,
1: that's more of a personal thing. We're Brad. It's Dr- not personal.
0: Thing. You now guys what are on well,
1: no, Bradford I and I Brad, So Bradford and I are going to a to a comic book convention in Chicago at the end of April as well. Out, so, <laughs> with with our buddy Bill O'Donnell. So and, and the lovely uh Jennifer Ben. So uh there was something else I was going to, oh, we've got some a couple really cool guests coming up, guys. Uh we worked our tails off and, and, and gotten really lucky. Uh so so keep your ears out for that as well. Not that Bradford and Chris aren't special, but uh <laughs> But the, these are folks that are that are outside the industry that kind of do some stuff that we do too. So it's it's kind of some cool stuff coming down. Um, go by the website avnation.tv avnation.tv. You can find this program and a host of others. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Av Week.